0: Welcome to the ultimate playlist podcast, full of choice tracks. I'm Damon. I'm Brandon. I'm Dietrich, and I'm Taj. So this is side A of the record. Uh, this is where we pick a topic, and then we all pick a choice track based on that topic. Um, so what I what I what I really like is um, when I hear music on this sh- uh, little show called Saturday Night Live. Uh, it's something that I grew up watching, you know, when I was a kid. It was like I could barely be up long enough to watch the episodes and then in high school definitely watching them all and, and now it's like something I catch up on when I can. Uh but I've I've always uh loved the musical acts. Every uh musical performance that I've seen on there was unique in some way, I think. Some of them not as not so much, some of them more than others. But um yeah, I've always had fun with that and I've I've found new bands that I really like through uh their pick. I think they they try. I don't know if this is necessarily true, but I, th- I think they try to to um, either bring a band on that's doing really well already, or bring a band on that is trying to be up and coming. Um, they're they're making it, and this is like this is like proof of that. Uh, so um, drafting new. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you dropped the needle. Uh Tosh. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Tosh. Appreciate it. It's working.
1: Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, hasn't broke yet. So <laughs> Don't say that too loud. Needles are fragile.
0: Right. Uh so. So my my pick is based on um, I had a lot of picks, so don't be surprised if we revisit this this theme again sometime later on uh, down the road. And I thought I felt like I had to wait a while before I I went the, you know into something like these are bands from SNL. Um, but my, my pick is The Weekend, and I I hope that everybody's heard of The Weekend. Um, and I don't know if I necessarily heard their stuff first on SNL, but I think so. I think I think that this episode wasn't where I first heard of the weekend because he, he was on there in 2015 and another time too um, and this is uh, this is 2020 um, this is episode well, like, I guess season 45 because there's so many seasons I mean SNL's been around since the 70s which is crazy, Lauren like Lauren Michaels, I think is his name. Yeah, that like runs it. Um, episode fifteen on season forty-five. So this was March of twenty twenty, and uh, yeah, blinding lights. I really like I really like the song. I thought at first when he came out, so he comes out to perform and he's all beat up but then i I realized okay he's actually performing uh to promote um after hours it's like a short film that he was in and he's got the same you know broken nose look and all that but when he first comes out like wow okay did he get beat up on the way out here and he's like fuck i gotta play uh but yeah i love this song this is a this is a really good Really good uh, track by The Weeknd. The Weeknd's, I guess, are like a, it's like a modern. I'm not really sure. Contemporary, like modern, not rock, but uh, sort of like fits like different j- genres. I think. What would What would you guys think that The Weeknd is? I think he's a pop star. Yeah, pop star. Yeah, and that's where I gravitate. You know, I love pop music. Sometimes, sometimes it's it's obnoxious, but this is the good side of pop. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of things to say about the weekend, but uh, what do you guys think of this track? I don't know if you guys watch the videos. I watch the videos because it's kind of fun to see, especially since we have diverse picks here. But uh, take it away, guys. Yep.
1: Yeah, so weekend was definitely a fun little daily bop. Um, you know, he, he he definitely knows how to try to perform, even though he's not a dancer. Um he definitely brings like stage presence um and and the, and the makeup and the prosthetics and everything you know, was on the face and all that. Like that was all cool. I, I like the way he did that, and like you say, it's 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 a pop song. It's an iconic pop song, just because it's one of those tracks that will get on your nerves. Yeah. And if you put somebody in a room and 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 have them listen to that 24 hours a day, I'm pretty sure they're gonna take whatever string they can find and choke themselves with it. But that's only because <laughs> it's that damn infectious. With that being right. said, um, uh, the performance was definitely cool. Um, it, was, it definitely showed them in a the highlight, not a low light. And you know, the song itself, I love. When you take that 80s vibe and, and bring it up to date, um, not everybody can do it, but you know, he's, he's been able to find a lane and pull it off. So. I definitely give you credit for that. So yeah, good job. Good
2: yeah. And, and I'll say that the, uh, it's interesting. Cause when I went back and was listening to other artists, like it's not very often that they play their biggest, one of their biggest hits on SNL. I mean, it, it is kind of true nowadays. Like they'll play two songs, one their main hit one something else, but it, sometimes they're playing like not their main hit that they're known for. And so it, I thought it was interesting that the weekend played lightning Line because i'm pretty sure that has to be as of right now their their number one hit uh, of all their songs but uh yeah
0: i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of different hits that mm-hmm. that band spans pretty yeah. far um i would say it's up there at top of the charts you know uh, yeah with the album but um yeah i definitely think that like there's you can look at their look at all their albums they have and throughout the last 10 years you know and um they're they're just yeah there's there's probably at least a couple two three maybe even four hits on each album i don't think all the albums have that many but like yeah there's it's definitely up there so it's one that i i listened to on his greatest hits too but uh that got me through the time when my dad was sick you know and i was just having to drive a lot and i was in my car and that was playing man (laughs)
2: that's right so, it, it, plus what's interesting is you, you talk about it, it this is like right before he plays the super bowl so he played the super bowl in 21 yeah. mm-hmm. 2021
1: so yeah this actually led to it because uh that particular album itself was, was probably his highest grossest album before after um, hours uh, yeah before starboy came yeah. out so yeah it, it's it's uh, it definitely put him on the map, so to speak, and he he got SNL right at the time when it was just about to peak over. So I think it was a it was definitely a good time frame for them to put him on the show.
0: Yeah, I mean there's now, um I think it's called Dawn yeah, Don FM. That's the latest album. And that came mm-hmm. out in twenty twenty. I wanna say twenty twenty. Um and that's yeah, that's kind of like an or maybe it's twenty one, but that's that's a uh That's a pretty good album. That's got the 80s vibe all all around it. It's got a little bit of synth music going on, which I think he's kind of got that in all his albums too. Starboy has some of that. there's some really good really good tracks on Starboy too but uh, I think he does like three different performances with SNL but this is the one that really stood out to me because I like how he came out with his wounded face and
1: uh, I just like that song too so and this is also the one where he started cleaning up his act because he was known as being a pretty much a a druggie all of his songs every song was about drugs coming out so this is this is the changeover for him to to actually get into the spotlight and maintain it so yeah
3: and i you know i i do know the weekend a little bit i haven't listened to a full album as far as i can recall um but i've heard a lot of singles and you know i've enjoyed what i've heard i thought it was a pretty good performance on uh, SNL. And, you know, I watch SNL every, every time it's on, at least through Week Update. So I at least see the first performance. Oh, yeah. And then if I really, li- <laughs> if I really like the artist, I might watch the, the second performance yeah. as well. Um, awesome. and yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know much about the weekend, other than what is uh, force-fed me. Um, <laughs> and uh, in fact, I thought the weekend was the name of the of the the individual, but I guess it's the band name.
1: No, it's the individual. His name is the
3: Weeknd. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> the weekend.
1: And they, yeah, it, was, it, it was two people. It, it was, it was, oh, No. Well, I'm saying everybody got that confused. It was two people that everybody chip out on their name. His name is The Weekend, and the other one was Party Next Door. And everybody thought that was a band, but it was an individual. So those two came up with names that everybody thought were bands, but they were actually one person. Oh,
3: okay. Well, there you go. Then I guess I was right. I thought the weekend was the name of the artist. Um yeah, but yeah no, I, I, I do enjoy the song. I, I like his voice. You know, I do like his his energy um and that was like that was right before everything shut down too because i i remember that yeah. performance and then i think you know that's when that's when it really hit big the the pandemic so mm-hmm. um yeah. so it's yeah it's it's a memorable performance for sure and i think it's a good choice
0: Thanks, guys. Yeah. I, I, I know it was, it would, to me, it, it meant something for whatever reasons. And, um, I don't really, I have a real big tie to like the, the greatest hits album. Cause and the Super Bowl, that was that year. That was the last Super Bowl for my dad before he passed away. So, but yeah, that's, that's my tie to that. It's Kind of a, you know, emotional tie, <laughs> but, uh, I love the late night performances on SNL. So good. Uh, good good vibe with it there's always like i almost feel like i'm there in the audience and that would be the best sh- live show to go to snl and then to see the music and stuff i mean it's i just like that that atmosphere it'd be awesome but um yeah so let's go to uh let's go to taj i, I wanted to dig okay. into your pick a little bit <laughs> um
2: so yeah. so when you said saturday night live i was like okay i knew there was going to be a wide choices and um Yeah, there was kind of too many choices for me. So um, I I kind of went a different route. There was an artist on there, um, and I picked it mainly because of the artist, not necessarily because of the song. Um, This is where we get into Taj's backstory about his name. (laughs) So... um, I have a pseudo namesake. I don't have an official namesake. I'm not named officially after somebody. Uh, When I was born, you know, my mom's trying to decide names. She had an album. And that album is Taj Mahal. And she thought, Hey, that'd be a cool name. She never stated that she named me after him. It was just like, she thought that would be a cool name. And so that's how she picked that name for me. So uh, that album was uh, his uh, 1971 uh, album. um, uh, Something I'm I'm happy Uh, has his main song, which is, you know, smile, be happy. That's kind of when the main songs he's known for, Uh, but I thought it was cool. That he was on SNL, and so um, I actually picked that song and I listened to it. and the The song name is called "Queen Bee." My queen
0: bee, oh, sure my
2: Ooh, my oh sure Um, and so uh, this was season three, episode. What was it? Sorry, I had it here. Uh, it was season three, episode four. Or something. So, is uh, madeline Khan was the the host, and then Taj Mahal uh, came on and played on. So it was in October of '77. um So, and it was just it, I don't know. It was a cool blues song. Like I, I loved it. Like he's you know Taj Mahal is you know a blues master. It, it's interesting because Smile Be Happy. I feel is kind of more reggae-ish. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. It's been a while since I've heard it, but you know it was nice to, to ha- have a blues song. Uh, from him but uh yeah so and i enjoyed it i think it's it's worthy of a pick. but plus i thought i could personalize it and talk about how <laughs> i have a suit on namesake <laughs> so uh but uh what did you guys think of uh taj mahal
1: Taj, i
2: am your father <laughs> <laughs>
1: now nah, let me shut up yeah go ahead <laughs> So
3: I I am a fan of Taj Mahal. Um I definitely know some of his works, not not everything. Um and I had difficulty trying to I, like, I wanted to see the performance, and I had difficulty trying to find it but uh thankfully peacock the streaming service has all the episodes and thankfully i found it on there so that was that was uh that was nice it was good to get to see the performance and not just hear the song and the performance itself i thought was was great um you know a great great backup band uh on on that actual uh episode and um yeah i mean it's Taj Mahal is, is, you know, he's, he is a master of of the blues and he's a great musician. And, um, you know, he's, he's a Hall of Famer and this is definitely one of his. More popular songs. Um, it, it was certainly surprising that you picked it. Uh, you know, all things considered, like I figured it had something to do with your name. But <laughs> you know, but um, but yeah, no, I, I it's it's a great song, uh, great great artist, and um, yeah, I, I thought it was a good choice. Thank you.
1: Right. So yeah, this is one of those off the wall picks that I didn't think expect you to come with. <laughs> um and in actuality I, I i known about Taj Hall. i didn't know too much as far as like this discography or, or or a whole lot of songs um this one i definitely heard i didn't get to see the video but um i i could kind of piece out how it was gonna play and how everything looked like like i, ima- I imagined that in my head so you now and there glad as you said it's on peacock i can go back and check it out and see if it matches up to what was done um but yeah man that was that was definitely a great song especially for being on snl at that time because that was like it wasn't infancy but i mean you got past the terrible twos they got to season three everything kind of was starting to formulate within itself and that's when you had the best comedians on there so i'm just gonna throw that out there but um (laughs) yeah uh but yeah that that definitely was a good pick man and and great jingle to it and i love it
0: yeah i think there's there is a there's a whole episode on. I thought there was an episode on there. You can you can hear all the episodes. Um, I might have listened to the, or watched the other another video that I thought was the one that you were trying to show us. But they're yeah, they're definitely a good band. I think that that's like a I like your Taj tie in, <laughs> like your namesake. Um, yeah, no, that's pretty cool. And uh, it's it's it. What I see from the new performances and the older performances, you know, for SNL like it's it's set up similar, like there's a stage and all that, but it just hasn't changed that much, but there's a lot that has changed uh with the show and you know what's what's current. That's about, you know, that's the biggest difference, obviously. But it's the right. same vibe and being in that I'm sure being in that crowd is awesome. Being able to see a really awesome band and like just the top
2: comedians and you know well plus it seems like uh back when there was older it's like the old late night shows where the band only plays one song whereas modern snl that the band normally plays two songs sometimes three yeah sometimes Sometimes. so yeah so that's where like i think that that the band was not a focus of snl as much before as it is now i I would say but
0: yeah it's like I, i guess like um, almost like a variety show as opposed to now where it's like social commentary I mean it was then too but um, just getting to the music part of it you know uh, they do a pretty well production I think they probably I don't know how much work they put into that like as far as setting up the bands you know to do their their one song (laughs) or whatever because it's like you said like the older ones it wasn't as big of a part of it but I think it's a great way for a band to like get themselves known if they're not as well known or you know to stay stay relevant i guess or to, to to get more fans uh yeah no i like the the bluesy kind of like well it's a little more fast paced but yeah nice pick
1: thank you what you got dj oh i got nothing <laughs> um uh... <laughs> Now I was gonna say, um, so my pick was my pick was on the uh, infamous side only because it did make history for SNL, but not necessarily in the, in the best way. Um, so back in the, during the early times of 2004, um, there was an artist that came out who already had a little bit of notoriety based on family sake, but also um trying to find her own way. Um, this individual um had you know tried to do a little bit of acting, tried to do a little bit of commercial time. Um, didn't really pan out as well, but um, she did find her lane. Whereas her sister or counterpart, you know, was already in that realm. This one kind of find her own lane uh, in that mix, and she came out with a song. It's an infectious song. It's number ninety seven on uh, the top one hundred songs best hooks by Billboard. Released in twenty eighteen, it was one of those where um, she definitely uh, hit the mark with that particular song, and it actually made her album and made her music career. So. The speak um she didn't last long in the music industry but um, the, the the song itself is still rains whenever you hear it out now uh, it's one of those you know, nice little jingles that you can't really get out of your head it's infectious. Kind of like, you know, um, blind nights, but, um, in this particular situation, the reason why I brought it up is because it's the first appearance in my mind that came, what came to my mind based off the fact of SNL. SNL has always had a, a strict policy when it came to performances. Um, and, and the owner of it already said that on an interview. He said that normally, unless it's a complete dance sequence, they do not allow lip singing. They do not allow any kind of. background added ad libs or anything of that nature like you come with a whole band you do the actual performance you do the live performance and that's it um this one kind of went down and and it didn't really work out that way and there's a reason why so who i'm talking about is Ashley simpson um sister to jessica simpson and uh she actually had a song called pieces of me so it came out in the season 30 I think it was the third episode and um that was it was her and as the musical performance it was Jude Law as uh the hosting individual and or the host excuse me and when she came out and did her first song which was Pieces of Me which was her actual hit it got to like number five on the Billboard charts uh, made her album uh, Autobiography Triple Platinum like it, it was it was her hit song she came out performed it flawlessly everything was good well lo and behold what had happened was during the pre-rehearsal she was losing her voice she had actually been all over touring and singing that particular song and um she just came back from like germany and austria and like she had did the, um, uh, the tonight show and like she, she literally was all over the place singing that song and she lost her voice in pre-rehearsal. So she ran off stage as soon as they got done rehearsing. Um, they didn't know what to do, what was going on. So she actually, when it came time to perform, she ran a bass track and the bass track literally was her lip singing the whole track through. And so that was her performance. She lip sing pieces of me. Well, it came time for her second performance. She was getting ready to perform her, uh, title, her, uh, album title, which was autobiography and somebody in the booth messed up, started playing pieces of me all over again. And you, they were literally playing the whole, tr- the whole trace track. And so she did a little awkward, like Bojangles dance and didn't know exactly what to do. And so the band kicked up and started playing the actual song, thinking that they were going to go ahead and play the song again. And she just ran off the stage. And so that was her, her time going down in infamy as being the only artist to, uh, um, not only live but unsuccessfully lip and run off stage, and that that just stuck out in my mind as as you know the best SNL clip because SNL is all uh, it's all in, uh, practically improv like you know what you're supposed to be saying your lines and whatnot but anything can happen which on a show that anything can happen this would be the type of thing that would happen. <laughs> So it has not happened since they had not happened before this was the only the main one that they really went down like that so that's what stuck out of my mind when you said Saturday Night Live. So what do y'all think?
0: I think it's crazy that the one dude's got a mohawk. <laughs> Like, what? It's a 2004 episode. So, it's like around the time that, like, I guess I don't know how old I was exactly, but that, that, I think that time was like better in some ways for a lot of stuff. And then, like, just weird transition from the 90s. But, like, we go back to 2004, like, early 2000s for a lot of our music, I think, and uh our choice tracks. And this is definitely a time where, yeah, I think that I would have probably heard this on the radio and like, oh, that's not too bad because I, I am a sucker for pop music um, mm-hmm. and I do like her performance. I mean, I guess I'm surprised that she ran off stage. <laughs> straight off the stage not for that one though the one i was watching she didn't run off stage but um so i didn't realize but i wonder what it was like for her the rest of the episode like for the skits because <laughs> they always do that too yeah you
1: know? right they do the skits nobody played a skit <laughs> on her in that situation what's funny is yeah. i think it was a family guy made fun of her um you know in in a in an <laughs> episode based on the situation and it oh, wow. what really made it a cringe type situation was at the end where everybody's <laughs> saying their goodbyes and they're doing on their, 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 you know, their send-offs. She was like, I'm so sorry, my band started playing the wrong song. It's like, your band wouldn't even play it at the time. <laughs> that was the recording that was playing. You had a Milli Vanilli moment, and instead of trying to suck it up, you just like, yeah, trying to blame it on the band. I'm like, oh, hell no. That, that that wouldn't have gone right with myself. But that's just me. That's, you know, in that situation. Simpson sisters, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, so, oh, uh, go ahead, Brad.
3: I'm, I'm not going to say a lot. What I'm going to say is it's <laughs> not for me. Um, never really been much of a fan of Ashley Simpson, but I also never she out her music unless it was uh, on SNL and um, or if it was on the radio and I couldn't turn the channel. or uh i couldn't escape it Uh, um it is unfortunate what happened to her um you know accidents do happen uh probably shouldn't lip sync just in case but um you know i get it at the same time too if you're losing your voice but you know i don't know it's just one of those things like yeah it, it it was gonna happen it had to happen it was it was just in the cards i guess um, but speaking strictly about the song, again, it's it's not for me. Um, I get why you picked it because of its inf- infamy. But uh, but as far as as far as like a song, as far as like performances, and you know, forty five plus years of SNL.
1: No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Out of everybody, I knew this was going to twist your nipple the most. <laughs> I knew yeah. I just knew it. I was like, there's no way he's going to agree to me. I knew uh, why, I nipples,
3: knew why right? you picked it. You picked it more for a moment in time rather than for the actual song yeah. itself.
1: Well, that's what that's too. but I, I did know the song. I did like the song. Let, let's not yeah. get twisted. At that time, I was playing that particular song. That was one of my guilty pleasures. I will not lie. Now, also being, yeah. that, I know there's no <laughs> sustaining guilty pleasures. I know that whole thing, but it was my guilty pleasure. It was, I could bang that in the stereo out of my car and everybody would be looking at me crazy. Kind of like you look at, um, uh, what's his name for white chicks? He's going around singing Vanessa <laughs> Carlton. You know, that, that that's the kind of feeling I, I got when that. I was listening to that. But <laughs> um, with that being said, though, I yeah. watched SNL around that time, and that blew my mind that it happened live. And I have not been able to get that out of my mind ever since.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to see a cool live musical act that has something weird happen. and then Exactly. That's fun. Yeah. So that just sounds like I, an
3: like a cringeworthy episode of the <laughs> office or something. <laughs>
1: you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, oh yeah, I might even gonna go there with the with the little Chinese. I can do that all day with the office stuff. But Todd, what what you take on it, man?
2: It, it, oh i i like the song like i mean yeah i i can understand yeah it, it's a good song i can honestly say i haven't heard any of her albums or or track down but i'm pretty sure i've heard that song I, I, it's one those i'm sure i've heard sometime before but yeah it's a good song She got
1: three three albums the last one came out 2008 and then she called it quick so.
2: <laughs> gotcha that makes sense okay
1: so. Oh right, that's what I got Oh, yeah. So, we got like
0: we got one more uh, person. His name's Brandon. Yeah. And he had a pick, too. What'd you have, Brandon? I did
3: have a pick. Um, yeah. So, uh, the song I picked, uh song and performance I picked, is the song Radio, Radio by Elvis Costello and the attractions. I watch
2: children in the shine In the light night. I'll do it. Enter my radio.
3: And I want to talk first about the song really quick before I talk about the performance. Um, originally, it was a song that he wrote, I think, around 1974, and I think it was called like Radio Soul. But then he ended up like rewriting the song, I think, in 1977. And the song is actually a criticism of the commercialism of English radio. Uh, Elvis Costello hates radio. Um, he has called radio his sworn mortal enemy, and to him. Radio is all about advertisement and business and computers are the ones picking the songs. And there's, you know, they don't really use people to help pick those playlists. Um, it was also a response to how the Sex Pistol song, God Save the Queen was censored by English radio as well. Um, so, so the song is a criticism on, on radio. Uh, and the song is called Radio Radio. Um, it was a standalone single released in the UK in 1978. Um, it, um, what else can I say about the song? The song itself, I think, is awesome. Now, I can't say that I'm too familiar with a lot of Elvis Costello, but I do love this song. Um, I, I just, I, I really like the, the lyrics. I love the energy in the song. He's just a very, very unique performer, uh, a unique voice. Um, and this is definitely, I think, one of his best songs. And also, um, I think one of his most popular. Popular songs as well. Um, So, anyway, I think it's a great song, but let me talk just briefly about the performance. So this uh he performed the song. This was the second song that night. It was season three, episode eight. Uh it was December 17th, 1977. Um he uh, did what makes this episode also unique. This was a special episode where they had a contest for, for anyone can host, and they had five finalists, and the person they ended up selecting was I think her name was uh, Mrs. Mrs. Spielman, uh Ooh. Mystical Spielman. And uh, so already that makes it a very unique episode. But what made this performance... Infamous is that he performed his first song and then he went to go do the second one. And the record company wanted him to do the debut single Less Than Zero. And he started to perform it and then he stopped. And this is actually what he said. He said, Stop, stop. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. There's no reason to do this song here. And then the band went into radio radio. That was not planned. Um, the record company was pissed. Apparently, rumor is Lord Michaels was angry. And there's, there's talk that he was in the booth flipping Elvis Costello off the whole performance. Mm. And I don't know if that's true or not. Apparently I was reading, <laughs> oh, I was reading that Elvis Costello was told the story. I think by Bill Murray, but I don't know whether or not there's a grain of a grain of truth in this. Um, and this led to him kind of getting banned from SNL for a while, but he did come back in 1989 and performed again. And then he was also there for their 25th anniversary, and they kind of did a little uh, a little spoof on it with the Beastie Boys. Um, so anyway, um, this, this, that, the song itself is great, but the perform, and the performance itself is just, it's, it's, it's notorious. Some people think that Elvis Costello is still banned from SNL. That's not true. Uh, Elvis Costello, I was watching an interview with him on Howard Stern and he was, uh, talking about how everything kind of got blown out of proportion. Um, but, but people still remember it to this day and for good reason. Um, but what makes it even better is that the song kicks kicks ass and then it just has this awesome uh i don't know it's kind of punk attitude to it that makes it even better so um that was my that was my choice radio radio by elvis Elvis costello and the
2: attractions I liked it. So it, just to ask, I mean, is is his beef with like it, like pirate radio, like the movie where like British people were branding, branding songs, or is it just like with modern radio, how it's computers picking everything, or it's both? <laughs> it
3: I, I think I'm, I, he's just, he's not, I think he doesn't like the censorship. He doesn't like <laughs> how commercial it is, how it's all about money in the end. And it's not really about, it's not about the music and it's not about the art and gotcha. uh, there's no heart to it
2: that makes sense okay yeah no i I liked it i never heard the song before i'm not even sure if i've listened to uh, elvis costello before probably but like a song here there but yeah this is a a really good song i enjoyed it It, it's enjoyable the the story makes it even more awesome like this being a rebel but yeah it, and and that's what the, you're right that song does have that punk vibe to it where it's like you know fuck the system <laughs> yeah
1: but it, it's fuck the system in a poppy way that's right exactly that's that's what threw me off of it i was like damn i wonder if i was back in the day when it came out i was like yeah this would have been hard because that would have been the sound that i would have been used to listening to it now it's like uh, it's like a little little girl being mad at you and it's like okay um like, I know you're steaming right now, but you're so cute. I can't be mad at you. And that's, it's a kick ass song. Don't get it wrong. I'm not trying to diminish the song in any way. I'm just tripping out over the fact that, um, you have to listen to the lyrics to really feel what, what he was talking about. Cause on top. It sounds like a pop ass song and it sounds like one of those that just kind of get you grooving. But when you get into it, it's like, okay, yeah, he was really going at it. So I, I'm not too mad at that. And I'm really not mad at the fact that he stopped his performance midstream and switched over. That's a real artist. That's why he gets all the respect in the world. I'm not going to bow to the man. Screw you. I'm just going to do what I do. This is my art, my ministry, my thing, way of doing things. You can't just force me to do something. I'm not your puppet. That is all the way kick ass you can't get no badder than that especially in the music industry that it'd be so quick especially nowadays to cut somebody off and you'll never hear from them again they'll go off into obscurity somewhere but for now in the, or in that time in that situation I know for a fact there were some head gaskets that were blown for the fact that he actually did that and, and he's still able to create music Um SNL brought him back like you said that was a great great thing a great time that means you can mend all wounds everything is cool it may not be you cool cool but you're cool enough I'll invite you to the party. That's how it's supposed to be. All relationships aren't supposed to be where buddy buddy hugged up for the rest of our lives. But in the music industry, that means a lot. And so the fact that this happened at that time, that was was like, that was mind blowing. So we're right there when it comes to the infamy. Just different ways of doing it. I got you. We're good. My, but mine's also a good song. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I told you, my main top one on the Billboard uh, best hooks ever made. So yeah,
0: nobody agrees with me. I was right. right. I, I didn't. I didn't think it was a bad song that you picked, Dietrich, but. <laughs> I'm also a dork for like pop music, you know, but, um, I definitely think that. So Brandon, I think that is a great song. I, Elvis Costello is awesome. I, was he actually in the movie 200 cigarettes? I want to say he was, but was it just I like, don't remember. I, I, I think remember. he did a cameo or something, but like he just screams the eighties to me. Elvis Costello and it wasn't all eighties that he was a part of, but, and he still does stuff now, right? He's still mm-hmm. pretty relevant. Everybody knows who he is. Uh, I guess he's like a true artist in a way where, yeah, like he's, he's saying, you know what? I'm going to do what I want. Lauren Michaels, like this, that's crazy. And and Lauren Michaels seems like the kind of person since he runs SNL, like that's his show that he would just get so pissed if anybody deviated from (laughs) the script, which the song is part, like what songs that they pick are part of that script. (laughs) so I can see that being like that's just like holy shit you just said fuck you to like you know the whole industry because I think they have a lot of power there but maybe not I don't know it feels like they do Um, that show makes and I guess sometimes breaks people but uh, as far as like you know the music side of it like I was saying earlier I think it definitely gives bands you know gets bands introduced to the fans even if you know even if they're already popular it can open up a lot of more lot more doors if they care about album sales well that's part of it too but i really like yeah i really like the song the and i like how the video for for that song on snl is like it's it's 70s it's 70s right 77 yeah it's 77 it looks kind of 80s which is funny because it's almost like wow you're doing the 80s shit in the 70s like yeah but that's that's maybe just by accident. that they have the weird camera angles and stuff. But um, yeah, no, that was that was fun. That's very nerdy. It's like nerd rock. It's kind of kind of how I look, like think of Elvis Costello, which is a good thing. And it's just like. I'm, I'm sure conversation with Elvis Costello is like it's got to be so interesting. He seems like a really different kind of person, but yeah, I like I like that band. I like I like his music. I like the song Allison. That's a pretty good one. Um, But yeah, nice pick. I like I like how everybody sort of gravitated to what I thought they would and their pick for their favorite uh, performance or song that was on that show. SNL Dietrich threw me off a little bit, and actually, yeah, I would have thought maybe Dietrich. Could taj would have switched (laughs) maybe (laughs) but uh did you guys switch no but uh, yeah that was fun i I really liked uh getting into everybody's picks and watching the video and i thought i saw taj's video I guess I have to subscribe to Peacock. I don't know if I'll do that just for this episode, but uh,
2: yeah, awesome. Okay, okay. so uh, you guys ready to to move on? Uh,
1: flip right. that record.
2: Yep. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go and uh, flip the record and drop the needle on side B. Uh so Damon, you had some homework for us, didn't you?
1: Yeah,
0: I did. Um, so I I picked funny that I not funny, but it was kind of kind of my inspiration for picking an album that I really like. Um, this is an artist uh that was an SNL as well. And her name is well, her her stage name is uh Lana Del Rey. And I think everybody everybody knows uh, who she is. Her her name and her real name is Elizabeth Woolridge Will, Grant. Uh and she was born in upstate New York, like me. It's pretty cool. But um <laughs> props to upstate new york Woo. and i guess I, I guess it does put push out some talent <laughs> but uh, uh the album is uh born to die this is 2012 that it was released uh like january so like right at the beginning of the year uh the label is stranger which i've never heard of studio that did the album's electric lady studios that's like homage to Jimi hendrix which is pretty cool. Uh, but uh, this whole, this whole album, Born to Die, there's two versions. There's a regular version and a Paradise version. <laughs> I don't know why artists do this. They feel like they have to like add a little bit of a sugar on top of the cake, you know? I think they're trying to make more money, you know, doing a couple different versions of the albums. They do versions of songs. Uh, Dietrich's got something to say. <laughs>
1: No, I was just trying to chime in. I'm sorry. No, that's, yeah, actually, that's cool. It's, it's, it's a collaboration. It's artist and label driven because the artists sometimes don't have songs that are cleared before they're ready to push out the album they already have a hard album date in order to push out. So what they, they pass that drop that, that date. Um, if they get a chance and the album sales initially come out clear, then they'll go back and they'll do a, uh, um, what do you call that, An uh, exclusive or, um, what's, what's the title? Special for. edition? Yeah, it could be a special edition or exclusive edition or, um, you know, premiere edition, whatever they want to call edition is. But really and truly, they're releasing the actual tracks that they wanted to release on the initial album. They mm-hmm. just didn't have a chance to do so at the time.
0: I think I know what you're trying to get it. I, I don't know what they call that. Like, like when I would shop at Sam Goody... <laughs> One <laughs> that existed. I don't know if they have like CD shops at, that much anymore, but there are a lot, like there are a lot of stickers on those albums that would say that mm-hmm. uh, it's not like it's, I guess it showed up at just predominantly as much as like the explicit lyrics sticker would. <laughs> but that would be like a way to like advertise the different versions. And then you probably get people that wouldn't buy something buying that thing. And I could see that. I mean, you're advertising yourself and you're advertising music and then music plays the whole scene of, you know, or a whole crowd of like a certain type of listener. You know, um, Lana Del Rey I think reaches now she reaches a lot a pretty big audience. I think she, I think Lana Del Rey is an advocate for helping other women artists too. Um, she does a, she does collaborations with a lot of different different artists, but um, I think that's that's interesting. Younger women you know that are in the in the business they, they they kind of like see her as a mentor, and she probably does a lot of work with them too. Um, but yeah, I liked a lot of songs on this album. I think that uh so her interesting that her episode on SNL it was like almost like such an awkward moment I was just like what is going on so she comes down she starts to like to sing and then she's going
2: through um this album she's doing this album and so so it it it, what's interesting because I was going to mention this she's actually the second person on SNL to perform that didn't have an album so uh, Alanis Morris was the first one and then Lon Del Rey was the second person uh, yeah. she she had two YouTube videos that were, were blowing up. It was
0: pre-her pre yeah. album. Because pre SNL album. ends at the... They have like a hiatus. um But like, her album came out in January. Yeah, you're correct. So, she was on SNL before the album came out. And she was like... I guess it was a big promotion for the album. <laughs> because... I didn't know who she was. I was like, who is this lady? She has, her presence is bigger than she actually grew up. You know, she it almost, you almost want to say like, Oh wow. She's seen it about her own life. Like, wow, that's a crazy life. It's it's like storytelling in a way. I'm sure some of it's from true life too. And it sounds like the area that I grew up. Like I, I just feels like it. But she puts you in a different time zone, or a time, time, different time completely. So like they're like period pieces. These like albums are period pieces. This is Born to Die is kind of like focused on like the fifties and sixties Americana, and you can hear that in these like stories of um, I don't know. They're like they're kind of like uh sinful stories. <laughs> People like being promiscuous, they're doing a lot of drugs, there's a lot of money. I almost want to think of like Grand Theft Auto when I hear this, but um and funny enough, my my choice track pick is video game.
2: Go play a video game. It's you, it's
0: you, it's all for you every If it's somebody else's, that's fine. There's a lot of songs on this, Uh, but um, that's like a relationship-focused song. And some of the songs are, I think, that I I just can't, completely can't relate to. But I almost, like, imagine myself in that time, in the 50s, wearing a suit and hanging with Lana Del Rey. smoking a cigar or whatever. It's like it's got this weird this weird vibe that has pulled me in and you know, I I I think that it did that with a lot of people. But on SNL, it was like it was like it was like she kind of froze up a little bit. Um, she got like it, it seemed like she had stage fright, but it's it's almost like her persona, like that's what she wants people to see her as in a way. So she kind of did it right, but I think there was a little bit of stage fright in there as well. And she was so young when she first started out, uh, but. Um, like a lot of artists. And I, I would say she hits a couple different genres, but definitely there's like pop in there too. Um, and there is, there's, there's one song on here that's done. They, they, uh, redid it in American Horror Story. So I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, Gods and Monsters. Um, yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, I guess new history <laughs> with this. And that's what I like about her music. You, I get pulled into these albums. She's got a lot of different albums. There's always a cool album cover. Um, um, I don't know everything about Lana Del Rey, but, you know, people like her or they don't. And I, I just happen to think she's awesome. Uh, maybe I'm a fool. I don't know. So what y'all think about uh, my album pick? And did I
2: make it excruciating and painful for you guys? So I, I'm I'm going to jump jump in if that's okay. Uh, all right. This is... All right. I, I thought I was going crazy again. And so I did some went down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I, it wasn't. It, I'm going to steal Brandon's words. It wasn't for me, but I just couldn't get behind it. Like, I tried. Oh, i surprised. surprised. Yeah. So okay. the beats, the songs are on point. Some of the lyrics were like, what is this? And then, like, the other thing, the main, I think the main thing that throws me off is like, she is so one octave like throughout the whole song it's like th- there is no cathartic release there's no you know going up an octave at the second half of the song you know it, it's which song it, are
0: I, you talking about
2: all the songs or? all the songs oh, okay <laughs> every song <laughs> That's the thing. like she doesn't change octave. like she stays in her octave and doesn't ever leave the octave and you're like, what is going on? like am I just crazy and it's, a, not it's definitely understand? a
0: style of scene Taj. The there is a st- it's it's you can relate it to like a lounge scene <laughs> yeah. but there's um there's definitely a style to it. Yeah, I mean, and and, and she's so- a, she's a trained, she's trained for sure, and she works with a lot of other artists, you know, that maybe sound similar yeah. but different.
2: I, I don't. But, uh, so, so I, hear, like, I hear you. I went down a brief rabbit hole, like learning about her, because I was like, "Is yeah. this gonna be another Fanny where I'm just like the crazy one and like I, I I'm just like expressing?" And so like, the, she is a brand unto herself. I mean, she's like the face for Porsche or something. Like she's the the main model for like a, a certain style of cars. And then yeah, I don't get she the is 50s a model. thing. Right. Yeah, I don't get the whole 50s thing. But somebody else was talking about. 50s, and you're like
0: the Great Gatsby is. I think she did music for that movie
2: too. Yeah, no, she did. But
0: that's like that. That's with, that era. You yeah, know what I mean? With, that's a little earlier.
2: I was thinking maybe with she earlier. was a sync sing-
0: That's a lot it, earlier. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I was thinking she was a singer songwriter, um, you know, because I could almost forgive it if she was a singer songwriter, like she's good at writing songs, but she's just not at full or singing them. But it's not that I mean, she she is, but I don't know, it just it, it's I couldn't get behind it. I tried. And it's like, there's something about it. The other part of it is that. The, the whole thing with the octave is I'm not feeling her emotion that much. So, like, I know there's emotion there, but I don't. It's weird. Like, the, the the videos I saw said that her brand, her style is that sad girl, kind of sad emo-y type stuff. So I get sort that. Sort of. Sort of. But. There's a sad story in there, I think, for sure. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, so my pick is video game only because that song and those lyrics match her voice the best out of all the songs. And like, you know, uh, a clock is right two times a day. And that's true for video game. (laughs) Like. A, a broken clock, yeah. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I just couldn't get behind it. I, I, I know I'm going to sound crazy, but yeah, it's yeah.
0: Wait a minute, what was the saying that you're trying to go? To? The clock is, a, if a, a clock bro- is broken, broken. It's right, two times a day. Yeah,
1: yeah, broken so. clock is right two times a day. At least that's what it's. That's the saying. At yeah. least a broken clock is right two times a day. Well,
0: exactly. She is broken. Uh, she's broken. She seems about how she's broken. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it, And her life is, it, like I said, like I went down the rabbit hole, and she has the backstory and the. Tragedy For why, but like it it, and I get that, and I'm not trying to to belittle any of that. And I feel sympathy, and you know, I want her to live her best life. I'm just saying music style ain't for me. (laughs) I'm just gonna be honest. And and I'm trying to properly express it, but yeah. So hopefully I'm not offending anyone. I'm just explaining musically why it's not right for me. Well, (laughs) listeners, don't don't listen to Taj Nevsky. (laughs)
0: Um (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't think you're, maybe you're not the only person that feels that way, but uh, it's definitely like an acquired taste, but I mean, I don't think so, but it can be, um, I I personally, I think that like her voice is great and not going up and down like Mariah Carey is okay too but uh that's also another great style of music but it yeah this is definitely like it's a specific style I guess I'm trying to get at what it's what it is but um yeah no it's it's not for you that's cool (laughs) (laughs) right so you picked video game as your that was like your
2: yeah yeah
0: Yeah, I picked video game but yeah I mean there's a lot of songs that I like so video game was like yeah that was just one of my picks but there's a lot more songs on the Paradise Edition
2: that's right yeah uh,
1: but, yeah. yeah, Brandon you want to Rochelle boat no okay uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and take it so um, uh, yeah I'm going to steal your tagline this wasn't for me <laughs> but <laughs> but no I'll say it like this um I've known about Lana Del Rey for a while. Um, when she came out with Summertime Madness, I knew that that was going to be like her smash and her way to break in through the door. The album didn't necessarily match that particular single, which tells me that that was a studio. Uh, that was a Summertime call. Sadness, by the way. Sadness. Yeah, Sadness. Yeah. My bad. Summertime Sadness. Yeah. That was a Maybe studio call. Yeah, well, no, it didn't. It didn't at all. It, oh, okay. it was definitely one that you could play and keep on playing. And, and it came out at the right time because it was around summertime when it dropped. So it, it yeah. was one of those things where, you know, everybody was feeling it and it was in the mode and you're good. Um As far as the rest of the album, um she definitely had her lane and she stayed in it. And whereas Taj wouldn't really feel in it, I could definitely understand where she was coming from. And I liked some of the vibe. And I just felt like it didn't yeah. come off as authentic as it could have. I think if they took some of the studio work out of it and just left it like some of a raw cut to it, it would have came across so much better. And so this one is one of those situations where the artist went in the studio did what she was supposed to do but the producers cooked it they they overcooked it and it came out um, almost like a little a little uh, empty so to speak not, not saying that she's empty I know right. she's not by any means but um, I think the artists or the label actually overcooked the album with so much production so much you know behind the scenes of it um, my favorite pick on here was Blue Jeans Blue
0: Jeans right Shirt ch- Walked into the room, you know you made my eyes burn It was like James Dean
1: uh, i thought yeah. that that, felt, that fit right into her 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 line of, of vocal range i felt that, that that was the exact point where she was trying to come across you could actually listen to that song and see it being like a cologne commercial or something marketable like that and it just she actually you know put it in a excellent little style when it came to the lyrics with it so i definitely like that particular song as far as the other songs i'm here I can listen to them but is it something that i would go back and replay no not because of the song choice, but because of all the production that came in behind it to try and hype it up. That's what took it away from me. You strip some of that off of there and leave it like her tone and a little guitar and a little bit of a little bit of production but not a lot. It works because now you got the artist standing on top of the music and not the other way around.
2: I can, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Cause, cause I couldn't put my finger on it. Cause like there was times it just felt pretentious. And I'm like, couldn't figure out. It's like the elements are there, but something is missing. But yeah, I think you, you said it.
0: That's what they're going for. That's what she's going for. It, it gave me that, that icky vibe of, uh, you know, a rich, dirty, you know, housewife that likes to go out and drink late at night and her husband doesn't know what she's doing. And, you know, just it was this kind of a weird, like, uh, like statement on the 50s and 60s, and you know. I, it, you know it's it's. I think I maybe I'm wrong but it's it's an anthem for feminism in a good way but it's also yeah. a fun album and it doesn't have to rep- I don't know if it ha- has to represent everything like that but um, I just like the feel of it I like the vibe Yeah, and I like the message she'll of.
1: tell you herself she's a dirty girl which you know back in the she, she would be a mistress she would not be the the solidarity housewife that would sit around and wait for the milkman to come through she would actually take her around back and do something or she would you know be the one that that the husband would come to in a shady hotel and, and do whatever they doing and then go on about their business she she says that herself she is that kind of individual with that being said she owns it and when somebody owns who they are you don't do see anything crazy about it you respect it and she tried to put it in the music. It's just uh, the label and the production company behind it really tried to push it through and, and overdrive that. And it just took it for a turn that I didn't really agree with. So that's where I'm coming from. I'm
3: Brandon (laughs) no I was waiting for Damon to have another rebuttal
0: I mean yeah if I could rebuttal everything but yeah and maybe not even make sense I don't know
3: so here's what I will say I think you guys are being a little hard on her in this album I don't think this album is really that bad at all in fact I actually think the album itself is pretty decent um do I love it no but I didn't mind listening to it, and even the second view, the second listen, I still enjoyed it again. And I've certainly heard some songs, and I've seen her on SNL. Um, I don't gravitate towards her, and I don't know if it's going to make me go out and listen to all her other albums. But for what it is, and and uh, everything for what it's worth, I I didn't think it was all that bad, and and I think part of it might have to do with the fact that. It, the album is very cinematic, and... And I think because of that, I think that's why I give it a pass, because I have a very cinematic mind and I can hear these songs. And I think that these songs could be perfect for a movie. And because of that, I think that's why I I enjoyed it more than than you two, uh, because because of because of that reason, I think because I can I just see it in my in my head. As this song belongs in this particular scene, this song belongs in this particular scene. And I I, I always enjoy doing that when when I hear a song that, that I don't mind or I think a song that would uh you know help um to move move Story along in in a film, um, so I, I I I do think there's times where it did feel like maybe it was a bit, bit pretentious. But that being said, I'm also very pretentious sometimes myself. So no, I don't. I, I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. So Good for you, Brandon. Well, yeah, and but at, yeah, but at the same time, like I mean, my taste in movies they yeah. they are all over the place. I could be very pretentious about my movie taste and then turn around and and like the worst horror movie. So, you know, and um yeah, I don't know. Like overall I I, I didn't mind it. Um I, I definitely think there are some songs that are better than better than others. But I do think that she's talented. I do like her voice. I have no problem with the tone. Um and you know, I feel like I feel like the album, you know, it's a storyteller album. Um and and because definitely. of that and because like I said, it felt very st- cinematic um i i didn't mind the album at at all like i'm not in love with it but i don't think it's it's bad at at all so (laughs) um so that those are my that's my two cents um it wasn't for you guys but this time it was for me um So that's a win for me, we got, now. man. We
1: gotta put that on the back
3: of the shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Merch, guys. Uh um and and if I had to pick a song, man, you know, I I I, I probably would say video games because I think it is an epic song and I yeah. love her voice and I like the storytelling and I like the beat. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me Um but <clears throat> because I want to try to have our audience listen to more than just two songs uh, on this side B I'm gonna pick Carmen <laughs> Um, I, I do enjoy the song Carmen quite a bit, so let's 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 give Carmen a a play. So
2: okay, so anyway, what, yeah. what's interesting is Blue Jeans and Video Games were her first song she did on YouTube that kind of got her the the notoriety to get the album released. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what's, what's interesting. So yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that is yeah. that's an interesting factoid. Thanks, yeah. Josh. Even though you didn't like it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs>
2: Well, that's what I'm saying I, I had to figure it out I was trying to figure it out so, yeah.
0: Yeah. thank
3: goodness Diedrich was here to explain what you <laughs> don't <laughs> like about it
1: exactly
0: yeah
2: <laughs> is um, foot and mouth. That's all that's it is. is. The last addition. That's
1: what I was thinking of trying to think of before <laughs> what they call album be being real release. But like I said, I don't hate it by any means. I actually do like it. I just don't like the production work behind it. Because that it, like like you said, Brandon, it is like a movie. It does have scenes that are set up like that where you can literally take these songs and put them in any type of movie and it will work. I for my case, I'm I'm more of a stripped down type individual which i know it's crazy to say because i listen to a, hell of a lot of hip-hop well, or excuse me rap not hip-hop but even with that being said like i've got particular artists that i'll listen to if there was just a guitar playing or a flute or anything else then it would come across great versus listening to the whole track and that's the same way I think about Donna, Del, uh, Lana Del Rey. Like if I listen to her and like a, um, what was that MTV unplugged version of these songs? I would fucking love it because it would just be her in her tone and she would be killing it. And you wouldn't have all the, the hype production behind the scene and it would be perfect. I, I would be, I would be ecstatic for that.
3: Yeah. She is yeah, a and new storyteller. And, and I, and I like, I'm not necessarily always a fan of overproducing. Like I've, I've said it before <laughs> on here, but for, for what it's worth for, for me, it works because i for me i feel like that's totally what they're going for and and i give it a pass i give it a pass okay. because of
1: it cool.
0: i appreciate that brandon yeah i mean i can see where you're coming from with that the whole the movie vibe and that's like i said when, you know and it, how it makes me feel is like i feel like i'm in the song <laughs> like yeah. in the story and uh, like there's characters playing out and it's it's just so unique i mean it to me i I was happy to listen to, i've listened to this album over and over again but the Paradise Edition is fine with me too now, like you said, you know, uh, Taj, like there has to be, okay, let's, or Brandon, you know, let's, let's, let's give praise to more than just one or two songs. Let's right. not all pick the same song, but what? some of my other uh, favorites on here are National Anthem. I think that's actually a pretty good song. And it's a different, it's got a different like uh, tone and like vibe and sound to it. And Lucky Ones. Now, if you're talking about range, Lucky Ones does have range, Taj, but you have to like, really know she really knows music i mean she's a real senior real artist mm-hmm. in a way where like I think what she's doing might sound kind of drab, but I don't think it's easy. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? I don't no, think you I, said it was easy. You. you never said that. Yeah, no, I did. Um, so I didn't I didn't think you were saying that. But that almost can be like misconstrued or misleading, I guess, when you're hearing an artist and you don't know that, you know, that much about their other their other stuff. But yeah. Um, like I said, she's got, she's got a lot of albums too. And if y'all are interested in ever listening to a different album other than this one, uh, maybe Brandon, um, I encourage anybody to listen to her stuff. Ultra Violence is a great album. That's a good second album after this to check out and to hear something that might be slightly different. But, um, now an artist that I think that she reminds me of, maybe she drew inspiration, um, Julie Cruz. <laughs> She did Twin Peaks. She did like a lot of the music on Twin Peaks. This is an older show, you know, from the 90s and then revamped and came out on Showtime recently. But, um, yeah, Julie Cruz has got that like slow kind of like, you know, maybe it doesn't sound like she has a lot of range, but I mean it's yeah. it's great music. Uh, you
3: know an, another artist that I thought of, and I haven't listened to a lot of her work, but of what my friends made me listen to in the nineties. Um, some some of her stuff reminded me of some toy Amos that I've heard.
0: Yeah, I could I could see that too. And they're and you know what? They're sad stories. They're drawing from like these like things that have happened to them in real life or relationships and you know, women get screwed over by guys a lot. <laughs> it's just how it is. Yeah. No matter what decade we're talking about, um, yeah. You know, society. I never listened yeah. to a lot of Tori, Tori Amos, but I
3: had some friends that were fans, of her, so I've heard some, yeah. some, some of her music. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. It, yeah. We gotta we gotta talk about her at some point for sure.
2: And to to uh, circle. Yeah. To circle back to the great Gatsby thing. I think if I remember, um, Lana Del Rey for the the newer uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio Great Gatsby, I think she did the music or song on that Great Gatsby. I think that's where, yeah, yeah, that, that's
0: that's what I was okay. saying. That she did the she did music for the new one, yeah, the re yeah. the re released re release uh, was there original Great Gatsby movie, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, I read the cool. book, but I yeah. saw the new movie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, wanted Yeah.
3: Let's send so, this episode talking about Greg Gatsby. <laughs> um Let's not. Uh, <laughs> though I am a big fan, of, big fan of the book, but uh, okay. Anyway, uh, um, all right. Well, if that's all we have to say about uh, about Lana Del Rey, before we go, I think Taj would like us to listen to an <laughs> album of his, and uh, it better be good, Taj. I what know you got. I yep, know. Yep,
2: I know. it be good. Okay. I know, and I feel bad, especially following up Lana Del Rey, but oh, trash Lord, and an epic. It album man. no 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 Whatever. no no okay <laughs> this, this so it, i might have over <laughs> uh, but i'm going no, no no i'm going to a band that i personally love uh we've actually talked about this band once before because somebody picked a track off of a different album um and so this is actually their second album this is complete opposite a <laughs> lot of La del rey uh this is grungy this is dirty this is a three-piece band They're originally from Ohio, Heartless Bastards. And the album is All This Time. Now, this is where vocals are lost in the music, and you're like, you're listening to it, and you're like, yes, this is loud and noisy and dirty. And you're like, it, I, yeah it, this is why love so <laughs> that's right so um all right. yeah
1: those cool. are three words wow loud noisy and dirty <laughs> i'm not gonna go though right i'm not gonna all right.
2: okay so but yeah cool it, i mean it, it's not uh, right it's not as polished as leno del rey at all <laughs> like there, there's no no polish on this, so but yeah. there's not as much money into it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: there you go. That's where she. I mean, yeah, there's a lot a of money deal. that went into
0: her
1: stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, so, a real deal.
2: Okay, all right. I can, I can agree with that. So. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) This has been uh, Choice Tracks. Uh, You can email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. We end with a Z or find us on our website of uh, com. Again, we end with a Z. Please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go and sign out. I've been
1: Taj. I'm Brandon. And I'm Damon. And I'm Dietrich. No crazy sayings at the end of this. Uh, we're gonna pick up the needle, but Yaki those Choice Craft, especially if they're dirty. <laughs> <laughs>